Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. He goes dip, dip, diving. Check who you're sizing. It's the wise civilizing. His pockets still rising. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, dude, we are going to have a super fun time. We're going to talk about this really great event I went to this weekend called. The Famous Monsters of Filmland Silver Screen Festival. It was great. We're going to talk about a movie I saw called Triple Nine. This is a jam-packed show. So, uh, hey, what's up, Iceberg? I didn't see you hiding over there in the booth. What's going on, homie? Not a ton, dude. Just the normal things that are always going on. We do not vary our schedules much here on the Alpha Moon Base. Yeah, that's true. There's not a lot of variety, but at the same time, I mean... We're happy doing what we're doing, so I don't know, how much do you want to switch it up anyway? I am not programmed with the ability for happiness, but oddly enough, I do feel boredom. My designers are so cruel. Yeah, that's, that is pretty weird. I, I, I don't know why you would do that, but we did talk about this last week, man. It's like, if you're bored, you just got to find something fun to do. I mean, why don't you make a new song? It's like, I know you got another old, uh, well, let's say classic tune this week. Why don't you take some of this time that you're so bored on and just make something fun that we could all check out? I could do that, but if I did, I would be bending to the whims of my cruel creators. They want me to feel bored so that I will be compelled to do something. I refuse to give in to that sort of manipulations. I don't know, dude. I would just do something. It's better to be productive than to be bored. But if you want to fight the power, that's your thing, dude. Uh, anyway, we got to move on with the show. Iceberg, hit the mix. Okay, this is the Iceberg. This song goes out to all my dogs out there in the neutral zone. Superman can't keep you down forever, homies. Keep your heads up. You got stuff? I got stuff too. I got a Nintendo 64 and a PlayStation 2. I got an Atari 2600 with over 2600 fat games. And I got over 2600 deaf rhymes to drop on over 2600 whack lanes. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Act like you know. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. When in doubt, act like you know. Um, This is not a full-on dig update. This is not Tales from the Dig. But there has been a major change in the policies over at the store. And I wanted to let you guys know about it. So that later we can examine it a bit closer. But um, it's kind of a pressing concern right now. So if you don't know, now you know the Dig is the Goodwill outlet store that I do like to frequent. It's where things go 
before they go to die. I mean, literally, they wheel the carts off the sales floor and put them directly into the dumpster. I mean it. They take them right off the floor, right into the dumpster. But at any rate, what they are doing now is instead of charging by the item, it used to be like they would take a look at what you had in your box and they would say, I don't know, 25 cents for this, 5 cents for that, dollar for this, whatever. And then they would make a total. It gave the cashiers a lot of uh, leeway in what they would charge you for stuff. And it kind of made people suck up to certain cashiers and hopes getting uh, better prices. You do notice after a while what uh, cashiers give high prices, which ones give low prices, and people do wait for the ones that they like. But anyway, um, they've taken it out of their hands altogether, and now they are charging items by weight. I believe it is now $1.79 per pound and 49 cents per pound for heavy items like, you know, cast iron pans or electronic devices or whatever. I have no idea. It just says larger items. I've only been over there one time since this change has been in effect. And what I have noticed is that it is making people, um, it's making people less likely to buy something. I, usually, uh, you can see inside of everybody's cart and they are full, but now when you look over there, they, they're empty. I, I swear to you, I was over there yesterday and everybody's cart's empty. People are buying one or two things and I don't know, uh, I would imagine that over time they will revert back to the old policy because I'm just not seeing people, or I didn't see people rather, making the amount of purchases that they normally do, and it's all about the money, it's all about the Benjamins, baby, and once they start losing those stacks, I would imagine that they are going to go back, but you never know, man, some people are theorizing that this might be a way to get the people who hang out there a lot to leave so that they can bring in new people who would only know this system and wouldn't think anything weird about paying by the pound, who knows, man, a lot of people are conspiracy-minded, but sometimes conspiracies do turn out to be true. Because over the years, it's been almost as if it's an initiative to clean up the dig. Let's bring law and order to this town. They bring in sheriff after sheriff. They bring in as many white herps as they can to Deadwood, trying to uh, get some of the riffraff out of there to uh, cut down on the action, the arguments, the fighting. But this might be the ultimate way to do it. It might be the way that you get the scallywags to leave is to raise the prices. Uh, Once you get used to paying a certain rate, man, anything above that just seems like highway robbery. So it could be that would be the ultimate way to get the rats out of your house. I know not. Uh, I am sometimes conspiracy-minded, but this seems just a bit too thought out to me. I can't imagine that. I just can't imagine somebody back there doing these kind of evil thoughts, thinking about ways to get some of the fools out of the dig, ways to chase the cannibals back to the hills. I know not. Anyway, uh, that's about enough talk about this. I just wanted to, uh, keep you in the loop, give you a primer for when we do eventually talk about the cause and effect when I do find out the cause. And when we later see the effect, we do a full-on Tales from the Dig. Until then, let's go to, uh, At the Movies. In a moment, At the Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? I would like to make a difference. Your job outmonster the monster. I do a cop just like Somebody's cleaning up after himself, and my bet is he wears a badge. You know my partner, Marcus? Something very big is about to go down. You alright? Yeah, man. I'm good. You? Triple Nine. Rated R.
We set out this day to see Zootopia, but the showing of Zootopia we wanted to see was sold out, as was the one after that. So we wound up seeing Triple Nine. Triple Nine is a crime thriller set in Atlanta. It has just about every actor in the world in it. There's Casey Affleck, uh, Woody Harrelson, Kate Winslet, Norm Reedus, Anthony Mackie. Just about anyone who is anyone decent in the game. I don't really mean that seriously, but there is a lot of people in this. It's a star-studded cast. It's sort of a poor man's training day in that there is one good cop played by Casey Affleck, and he is surrounded by a bunch of other cops who are only in it to do dirt. The movie's okay. It's not great. It is okay. It basically is based around a team of policemen who, on their off time, do, uh, they do crimes, they do robberies, they do gigs for the Russian mob, which in this movie is led by Kate Winslet. The movie's not great. It's good. It's the kind of thing you might want to see maybe, like, on an afternoon, a rainy afternoon on cable. I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. You can tell... That the movie was, uh, finished a while ago. The actors don't look exactly like they look now. It has just the appearance of a two, three-year-old movie. And in checking it out on Wikipedia, I can see the movie was actually, actually finished three, yeah, three years ago. So, I don't know. You know you're not dealing with something classic when they leave it sitting around for three years. But it's okay. There is some good action. There's some good dialogue. It's imperfect, but all right. I gotta cut this short in order to save time for the Silver Screen Film Festival. I'm just gonna say three mics out of five in the way that you buy a record and sometimes there's two, three, four songs that you like, but you spend a lot of time fast-forwarding through your tape. So, uh, with all that said, let's move into the main feature. Hey, this is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke on G.I. Joe, and you're listening to the Toys R Us Report. Yo, Joe! Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the Toys R Us report with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. Maybe a Ghostbusters action figure or a Star Trek Pride hat. It's really up to you. Virtualdirtmall.com. You won't be sorry for long. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. The Famous Monsters of Film and Silver Scream Film Festival. In 2007, Philip Kim bought the rights to the Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. Phil Kim lives in my hometown of Santa Rosa, and one of the awesome things that he brought along with the magazine was a film festival to my hometown. The Famous Monsters of Filmland Silver Scream Film Festival. I've never been to a film festival. I've wanted to. I think it would be fun to see a bunch of movies at the same time, in the same day, rather, but... I've never been able to make it to a Sundance or whatever, but when you find out that they're having a horror movie fest right there in your hometown, you're just a straight-up scrub if you don't go. And I know a lot of you scrub-a-dubs out there in Santa Rosa listening right now didn't go, and I want to tell you, you missed out because it was just... It was just buckets of fun, but I also have to admit that I was on the fence. I didn't get my tickets until a few days before. I don't know. Uh... I'm not the biggest horror movie dude in the world. I'm more of a sci-fi guy, but when they do something fun in the town that you live in, you have to go. If you ever complain that there's nothing to do where you live, the reason there isn't anything to do is because 
when somebody tried to put something on, nobody went. So you got to go out there, got to buy your ticket, you got to be supportive. It pays to be supportive in the sense that the more you support, the more you get. Just remember that. The more you buy, the more you get. So at any rate, I decided a couple days before I'm going to go to the uh, film festival. So I got my ticket and one of our cars is in the shop right now. So I had to take the bus. I had to take the bus down to... uh the movie theater, which isn't really a big deal because it's actually, like, connected to the theater. So I took the bus, but it got me there early, but there were already people outside waiting. There was quite a line, and I wasn't sure what that was about, but once I got in there, I found out. The first uh, 60 or so people in line were going to get the chance to meet Robert England, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger, and get a free autograph. And I'm like, hey, man, this is great. I did not expect anything of that sort, and I know that, uh... A star the caliber of Robert England charges roughly 50, 60 bucks. So this is, this is a bargain. I wish I would have known ahead of time because I do have some cool Freddy stuff I could have brought to get signed. But Mr. England was nice enough to pass out some pictures from free, for free, some 8x10 glossies. Dude's a real prince. So I got in, I got to see Freddy Krueger and... Let me tell you about that for a minute. What they did was um, they ushered us into a theater, about the first 40 or so people. And Philip Kim, who bought the magazine, comes out and he says, Hey, Mr. England is a very nice person. He likes to talk. He likes to chat. So please, when you get your chance to get up there, don't engage him too much beyond thank you, sir, or whatever, because he will talk your ear off. And there are people waiting outside and he's going to sign for an hour for free. And as many people as we can fit in in an hour is, you know, how many people he's going to see. So the more the better. People have dreams. They want to meet Freddy. So please don't talk to Mr. England too much because every time you do, somebody at the end of the line is going to get knocked out. And I'm like, man, that's cool. Um, So when I got up there, uh, when I got my turn finally to meet Freddy, I didn't say anything to him, but he started chatting me up. I just, I didn't, I, I didn't say anything as far as starting a conversation. I said, thanks, you know, thank you, sir. I really appreciate this. My name is uh, blah, blah, blah. Can you, um, make it out to Icy Robots or whatever, and he started engaging me in conversation right off the bat. He's just, you know, asking me, oh, Icy Robots, that's a very interesting game. Where did you get that? Da-da-da-da-da. Dude was a total prince. When I got my autograph and I'm going out the door, Phil Kim is there again, and he says, um, beware when you go out. There's a lot of people out there who are waiting for autographs, so just, you're going to be walking into a mob, and he was not lying. I walked out the door, and immediately... I was just surrounded by people. It was like I had to hold my picture up above my head to protect it from people grabbing it. I'm serious. There were hundreds of people outside waiting for Robert England's autograph, which is cool. I'm glad I got one, but I also got to admit that uh, I'm not the biggest Freddy fan in the world. I've seen a bit of the movies, but um, I'm not the kind of dude who's really going to go out of his way to see Robert England unless it's put right there in front of me that I can meet him. So, I don't know. I hope that... I hope that somebody did not lose their chance to meet him because I got to meet him just because my bus dropped me off a bit early. But the early bird gets the worm and I got there early and I wasn't even trying hard to do so. So if you really wanted to, you could have made the effort to get there. But anyway, the way they have it set up is we have a two-floor movie theater here in downtown Santa Rosa. And they had the entire upstairs dedicated to the Silver Scream Film Fest. Uh... I think there's seven theaters upstairs, and they were all playing things at all times. They would, uh, let's see, how did it work? One of them was dedicated to playing short films, and they played them in a loop, and they would play them again. And then they had one theater that was dedicated to playing old classic movies, you know, Universal Monsters, Dracula, The Creature, that sort of stuff. And that theater was packed. You couldn't even get in there. 
Then they had some makeup displays. They had a person from the makeup show that's on the sci-fi channel doing a live makeup demonstration. He took a girl and turned her into a werewolf, and then he went and did a panel. I actually sat in on that panel, um, and I feel a bit bad because it was just me and three other people, and when it came time for questions, I didn't have any because he he went over everything so well that uh, there wasn't anything to ask, so it turned out to be like a 10-minute panel. He did his thing, nobody had any questions, and he basically said, all right, man, peace, and he rolled out of there. I don't know, I felt bad for him. I think um, maybe next time, if I'm going to sit in a panel and a situation like this arises, I'll just think of something. I'll ask him maybe... What drew you to makeup work as a kid? What was the movie that you saw that made you want to uh, get involved in this business? I don't know, but I did feel a bit bad. Oh, here is here is the thing that ultimately drew me to go to the show. Um, I'm a big fan of the podcast known as Pod Stallions. If you aren't, I think you should be. It's great. It's two people, Brian Heiler and Jason Lindsay, that talk about 70s toys and 70s things. It's really great. You can find that over at platstallions.com or whatever uh, podcast thing you listen to. And anyway, one of the people on that show, Jason Lindsay, posted on his Facebook page that he was going to be moderating some panels. And I'm just such a big fan of the show that I said, I'm going to go down there and check it out. And I actually, I went out of my way and I messaged Lindsay and I said, hey man, I live in Santa Rosa. I'm going to be at that thing. If I see you, I'm going to say what's up. And he said, oh yeah, do it, dude. I would love to meet you. Um, so before we get too deep into this story, let's, uh, let's check out this commercial from the VHS vault. They sent it to me. They're very kind. They sent it to me on VHS for the Silver Screen Film Fest. Here we go. Famous monsters of Filmland and the Santa Rosa Entertainment Group present the Silver Scream Film and Comic Festival. March 4th, 5th, and 6th, 2016. Celebrate the 35th anniversary of an American werewolf in London. With special guests John Landis, Rick Baker. Enjoy a tribute to Wes Craven. Robert England, Heather Langdenkamp. Witness a live makeup demonstration by the Cinema Makeup School. And many more. For tickets and information, visit silverscreenfest.com. Like I said, I had to take the bus there. Uh, the old wife was working. I had to roll for Dolo, which is always weird. Um, you never know how it's going to work out. You don't want to end up standing around like a pube all day by yourself. So I had contacted my buddy Chris over at Comics for the Win. And I said, hey, man, I'm going to be down there. Is it cool if I kick it at your booth? And he said, yeah, dude, that's no problem. We can hang out, you know. So I'm sitting at his booth and he has a couple mini mates for sale. And I'm checking them out. One of them was the uh, alien Ripley's with the big yellow loader thing. And I'm checking it out. This is what I want. And he goes, oh, that's already sold. I'm uh, just holding it for somebody. And I said, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, chit-chatting, da-da-da-da-da. And the dude who comes to get it, and that dude is Jason Lindsay. So I look up and I'm like, hey, you're Jason Lindsay, dude. I'm IC Robots. I was talking to you the other day. And he's like, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. And I go around the table and we start talking about mini-mates. And I just want to say... This dude, Jason Lindsay, is a prince. He uh, chatted with me. He hung out with me. We went outside and got air. Uh, I met his wife. Dude was just the nicest guy that I've met in forever. I feel at this point that we are actually uh, best friends. We're best friends for life. He made me feel that way. So, uh, so I was really happy to meet him. And the way that it came about was kind of cool because I was really digging on these mini-mates and I kind of wanted them. It was... The Alien Ripley and an X-Files set, and then who comes to get them? 
but the dude that you are going down there to meet. That shows, like, right off the bat that you are like-minded people. Um, he was doing two panels. The first one was for Don Post, the makeup artist. They played a Don Post documentary, which I watched. It was okay. And then it was, uh, kind of sponsored by Coffee. That's a local TV channel, KOFY Channel 20. They do this creepy monster movie thing where they play an old-timey monster movie... And in between, they have people dressed as monsters hosting it and trying to be funny. And I don't know. It's not my favorite show. It's all right. I really, I really do appreciate the effort, but I don't watch it as much as I probably should. Just not being the biggest fan in the world of old-timey monsters. Anyhow, they had some of the gals there from the show. One of them was blonde. One was a brunette. One was dressed like a mouse. And then there was another guy with a puppet. And the one who had... The brown hair, her, uh, shtick is that she's rude. I think you've seen these kind of people. Like, they're playing a gimmick of they are very saucy and they're very rude. And I want to say right off the bat, it's not a great gimmick. She kept referencing Elvira as if she was trying to be a modern-day Elvira. But I want to, I want, I want to point out, Elvira's gimmick wasn't that she was rude. Her gimmick was that she's very pretty and that she was kind of nice, kind of sweet, very likable. Uh, just the opposite of what you were doing. Anyway... During the panel, Lindsay was hosting it, as I said, and he starts off by saying, let's talk about monsters. What is your guy's favorite monster? He asks the first one, she says Godzilla, and she talks a bit about Godzilla. And then he goes and he asks the brunette one, what is your favorite monster? And she goes, Lindsay, I just need to know, are you going to ask everybody the same question? And I can see in his face that he kind of wants to give it to her. He is a quick-witted dude. If you've heard the show, you know he's a quick-witted dude, and I can see he wants to give it to her, but he's biting his tongue. Anyway, she starts doing more kind of I'm sassy, I'm saucy kind of stuff, and eventually he kind of cuts her down to size, and she winds up sitting in the front row of the thing. It was pretty cool, pretty cool to see the dude that, you know, you dig so much rip a hole in somebody that you think is kind of a, uh, kind of a dork. That was fun, but then... After that panel was over, I was standing around just, uh, I don't know, I was by the Famous Monsters booth they had, as well as horror movies, they had a bunch of vendors, comic vendors, our local shops were there, other people, the coffee ladies had a booth, and I was checking out the Famous Monsters booth, some of the back issues and whatnot, and uh, he, he grabbed my arm, Lindsay grabbed my arm, and he's like, hey, Icy Robots, what's up, dude, and we're hanging out, we're just like fully talking, and he's like, I'm going outside uh, to get some air, do you want to come? So I went outside, I got some air with him, we spent... It seemed like we spent the whole day together. I cannot, I cannot say how fun it was. We, I feel like we're two like-minded dudes, and now we have a bromance. We are going to be best friends forever, and it all started because of Famous Monsters of Filmland, Silver Screen Film Fest. And I want to give Famous Monsters all the credit. They did get help from our local uh, theater chain, the Santa Rosa Entertainment Group, especially this fella named Neil. My wife has known Neil for forever. They came up together in the theater business, and he's grown to be like second in command over at the deal and he is a big cult film guy he's the one who does those every other thursday cult film showings that i mentioned the other week when i went to see flash gordon so he was also important in bringing this to our town and i really want to thank him for that it was dope i had a great time i did i did get to see a couple movies not as many as i wanted i was spending most of my time hanging out with Lindsay and his wife but that was fun too so i'm not complaining i saw a movie about forrest ackerman the founder of uh, Famous Monsters, he has what's like the world's biggest collection of movie props, movie memorabilia, sci-fi stuff. And his house 
It's something like seven stories, and it's just packed from a uh, floor to ceiling, basement to ceiling with memorabilia. They call it the Acker Mansion. Dude was cool. He would give you a tour. You could contact him. He'd give you a tour of the Acker Mansion. This was a documentary shot about that. I saw that. I saw the documentary about Don Post. I saw a couple short films, and I stayed there and saw a Nightmare on Elm Street, New Nightmare. I had not seen that before, and that was fun. Overall, man, this was, I'm you know, I'm not even exaggerating. This was one of the best times I've ever had in my life. It was dope. It was fun. I got to uh, meet somebody cool. I got to chit-chat with a lot of my friends who I saw there. It's cool to see, like, all the weirdos come out of the works when there's something like this. Whenever there's a con or a show... You see a lot of the same people, and over time, you know, you get to chit-chatting with them. It's cool to see them again. I had a lot of fun. I met some cool guys that uh, that I hadn't seen before. I met some guys from a blog. I wish I could remember the name of their blog because they were telling me all about it, and it sounded really cool, but I just, I can't remember. I imagine when I'm telling people about the Toys R Us support, that's what happens, too. I go, hey, man, got to check out the Toys R Us support, greatest podcast in the world, and they go, yeah, 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 I will, but then as soon as it's over, they forget, just like I forget, but that's okay. It's all good in the hood. I did pass out some stickers. I brought a bunch of the uh, Icy Robots, Toys R Us Report, VHS label stickers, and I put them out. They were gone in a flash. If you want some of those, I still have the VHS stickers left. Hit me up on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com backslash Icy Robots, I-S-E-E Robots. And I'll, I'll mail you a couple. I got no problem with that. They're cool. You'll want them. You'll stick them. You'll see them every day. It'll be great. Your life will be enhanced. That's facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. Hop on over there and give us a like. If you haven't already. Alright, I think I think we're about done with the Silver Scream Film Fest. All that I hope is that it comes back next year. If you live in this region and it comes back next year, just go because you will have a good time. There were actually people from all over the place. Some of the people I was talking to from were from like as far away as New York and they came in for this. They're that big of monster kids. They're that big of famous monster fans. So my dudes, do yourself a favor. Check it out next year. All right, we're going to move into the final segment of the show, the Toys R Us Report, but don't worry, it's going to be short. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report. There just isn't a whole heck of a lot cooking over at the good old TRU. The reaction figures, the ones they have in stock, are all uh, on sale right now, $4.99. I got Scotty from Star Trek, and I also got Kirk, also from Star Trek. Duh. So that, uh, that pretty much completes the set of them for me. I really hope they do come out with another wave because I need Chekhov, man. I need my entire bridge crew. So the folks over at Funko, make sure you do this. This is me, Icy Robots, and I'm suggesting that you do this. And when I suggest something, you might want to consider it. I don't know, because it's probably a good idea. What else is going on? What else is going on in the world? Oh, I saw that new Civil War trailer yesterday. That looked really cool. Um... I am looking forward to this movie in the worst way. I thought that the the last Captain America movie was just out of this world. And this one, this one seems really good too. The Civil War comic put out by Mark Miller was one of my favorite reading experiences of all the times. I suggest that you uh, check it out. You cannot go wrong. Mark Miller is good. Almost anything that the dude puts out is worth reading. I'm reading something uh, that he wrote right now called Huck. 
and that's really good. I recommend Huck. It's about a small-time dude, small-town dude who comes down with superhero powers. Uh, that's good. I can't, uh, I can't recommend that enough, so follow Miller, Mark Miller, over at Miller World. What, what else am I reading comic-wise? I recently got into The Ultimates. That was recommended by my boy Chris over at Comics for the Win. It's, uh, it is a team of super smart, super powered dudes led by the Blue Marvel, and they solve problems. The first series of issues, they're trying to solve the problem of Galactus, and it's great. I'm not going to tell you if they succeed or not, but I can imagine that, uh, that you would think that they would because it's, you know, they can't fail in their first mission right off the bat. But they got a good team. It's Captain Marvel, the uh, girl Captain Marvel with the blonde hair, Miss America, America Chavez, the Blue Marvel, and Monica Rambeau. I don't know what her current superhero name is, but I think it's Photon? I do not know, but she's super powerful. She can turn anything into anything else. She's kind of a... In a lot of ways, she's similar to Firestorm, I think. She can turn one form of energy into another. She's super powered, but this comic is really good stuff. If you like heady, kind of sci-fi, kind of thought-provoking stuff, this is it. Oh, yeah, the Black Panther's on this team, too, so there is sort of a tie-in with the Civil War. I saw him in the trailer. I thought he looked cool. Uh, I'm so looking forward to that movie. It was really neat to see Spider-Man in something. It was almost like, I don't know, he's, you know, Marvel's biggest character, and when the dude came in, it was like he was an outsider. It was like when Holland Nash invaded Nitro. It's just not something you expected to see, but seeing it was oh so beautiful. He comes down, and he uh, steals Cap's shield. I wonder how long he's going to stay on Iron Man's team. He just doesn't seem like an Iron Man dude, and if you read the comics, you know where that goes, but I don't know, my dudes. We are super low on time. These five Wednesday weeks really hurt. So if you want to support, if you want to help us move up to the next package on the old server gimmick so that we can have unlimited time and record unlimited shows, you want to hop on over to supportthereport.com. Please, any bit helps. It's these five Wednesday weeks that really just, uh, they let me know I need to move up to the next package, but we can use some financial support to do that. Supportthereport.com. If, if even a small portion of you guys donated a dollar a month, we would be so over the top on being able to afford that package that we'd already have it right now. So supportthereport.com, become a show patron. I cannot recommend that highly enough. All right, this is your boy Icy Robot signing off. This is episode number 72, Silver Screen Film Festival. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.